Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening. Welcome to the world of Selena. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Queers and Spears Presents the World of Saluna SideQuest Bottom Sept. I am your modest game master, CJ, and today we jump back into the quest of the Sacred Seven. Last we left our adventurers, they came to the new sparkling city of Dornwich and explored the many things that this grand, beautiful city had to offer them. Some went to the apothecary, some went to the armory, some went into a magical, whimsical shop filled with artifacts from all over the world for just the pretty penny costs of couples of thousands of gold. And everyone found the little pieces of things that they were looking for. And everyone finally ended up back at the city hall to meet Chancellor Xavier Sore Spirit, head of the city here of Dornwich, where they were kind of brought up to speed about their contributions to helping bring down this infection, help take down this disease, and everyone quickly realizing that Dornwich is doing a lot of the manpower here, even though they're not necessarily the uh, the main capital. Uh, you all met with some unfamiliar faces that you were not expecting to see, some familiar, some unfamiliar. Uh, and at the very end, you, uh, the young uh, Xander Sore Spirit was assigned to the party as well as a young squire, Jezar, to accompany the party and then report back to Dornwich on the state of Tarnstead, our adventurer's next stop. Three. Three figures embrace in the doorway as you stand near the entrance of last night's accommodation. Chancellor Xavier Spore Spirit was absolutely gracious enough to offer you all a hearty feast of food, a soft bed to lay in, as well as any kind of cleaning, like showering, and just honestly refreshing yourself after a long couple days journey into the woods. As you all are 
standing outside of the city hall. Everyone has kind of awoken already and uh, had their breakfast for the day, gathered their items, gathered their things for the day, and are watching these three figures embracing, which, after the sunlight, starts to just finally peer over the mountain in that blinding, gleaming light, no longer kind of like shadows and like blocks out the figures' faces. You see Xander and his father and his mother out on the steps, all embracing and hugging each other. You see as Xavier places his hands on his son's shoulders, and brings his forehead to his and whispers some words to his son that you can only hope to hear. How is everybody feeling? You are about halfway through your journey, getting closer and closer to your final destination. Let's go ahead and start, as always, with Monday's child, R. How are you feeling this morning? I think... Uh... R's feeling pretty good. He got a lot done the other day that he wanted to get done. And uh, yeah, he's he's feeling pretty upbeat this morning, especially since they are not in a forest yet. Not yet. You do know that the forest is ahead of you. It is in your journey as you get deeper and deeper into the woods, deeper and deeper into Puppet. As someone who has traveled Suntura many times over from town to town to town, you know, are that Puppet is the thickest, densest parts of the woods. It starts to kind of lessen up as you get more south on the island, past Lenloch, and even past Oriana's hometown on the coast. It starts to really start to kind of let up. The trees start to kind of disperse. You know, the more north you're going, the deeper the forest, the thicker the forest, the more dangerous the forest. Um, yeah. Oriana. Oh, go ahead, Ar. No, I just wanted to say that knowing this information, I would say that he, even though he is upbeat, he is actually like playing with his horn a little bit, just subconscious about them and also what they mean to him knowing that they have to go into such dense forest coming up. You prepare yourself and you know the journey ahead at least a little bit as you gather your things and you watch this embrace. Um, how about um, Click Clack? Click Clack, how are you feeling this morning? Uh, Click Clack is a little anxious. Uh, while he did get, like, a good night's rest. And, uh... Like, things have been going pretty okay. The closer they get to the woods, the more nervous he is. And the more... The longer this takes, the more worried about his son that he gets. It's not like he has a really a way to communicate with Jordan to check up on his child. The longer this takes, the more scared he is that it's going to be too late. 
as you know the dangers of the woods around you, as someone who is very comfortable living in a state of fight or flight, living out in these woods, your mind knows what's ahead, but your heart still lingers at home with your son, wondering after years of care and gentleness and and raising this beautiful baby boy into the young man that he is. You can only wonder what he's doing now as this is the longest it's been since you've spent away from him, having your son be in someone else's care. Um, how about Queen Melanoe? How are you feeling this morning? Um, I had an okay rest. I think that Melanoe, uh, she had an eventful day prior. Um, after that encounter with R, I think that's been weighing heavily on her mind, especially after he gave her a piece of his horn, which she very carefully wrapped up in a piece of cloth that she had ripped from the bottom of her dress and kept at her bedside as she slept. And part of her was curious as though what he told her about wanting to go out into the forest. But something held her back the prior night. So she had gotten rest and this morning she's up. Um, I think the first thing she'll do is she'll go to her bedside. She'll take the piece of covered horn and keep it in her pocket. And she would like to send a message on her sending stones. Absolutely. Who would you like to send messages to? Uh, so she would like to send a message to Felix, um, since he has the other half of the stone. Mm -hmm. And uh, she thinks for a moment um, before tapping out, uh, all is as well as it could expect it to be. How is everything with you? You send this message, reaching out on your sending stone, knowing that the distance only grows as the days goes on, miles and miles between you and your home, you and your kids, and you and your love. It is become more difficult for you as time starts to stretch you know everyone is feeling this sense of we've been away from home for so long and we have a great purpose but that does not mean i miss home and as you're thinking about all of these feelings about your kids at home you get a message back on the sending stone that says i'm glad you are well and all is well with you and your party. All is well as it could be here. Your husband is still throwing a tantrum at the fact that his wife and son are no longer here at home, but your children are happy and loved. As always, it kind of like hits her like straight in the chest as she gets this message. 
and it, she's happy to be on the road, but she loathes being away from her children. Um, and knowing that perhaps Felix is the only one who could read these sending stones between the two of them, she replies back, you know, I don't care about him. I'm worried about them and about you. And before she can second guess it, she'll send the message. You don't take a second to think twice. Let your emotions for once bleed out into the reality. The emotions that you hold in, all the thoughts, the feelings that you have about the people around you. Before you have a chance to stop yourself again from going after what you want, you send the message off. You wait, you wait, you wait, just what seems like minutes or hours standing here waiting, <laughs> wanting a message back sooner, feeling like time is slow but fast all at the same time, but not 60 seconds later, you receive a message. I am fine, just missing my other piece. And me too. She waits before she thinks about the rest of the message, but she doesn't erase what she's written. We've had some close calls, but I will still keep my promise. I still will come home to you and the children. And then she sends the message. You wait for less time this time as a message comes back in less than a minute we are all waiting your arrival my sweet she almost sheds a tear at that at this um i am counting the minutes until i can get back to you all and with that final message she's going to tuck the the stone away you send that message away, tuck your stone away for a what you expect to be another sweet, loving, caring, thoughtful words of a man that you love deeply and have loved for some time now. You're saving that for later when you may need it. Encina, how are you feeling this morning? Lord above. Um, how is Encina not feeling this morning? <laughs> I would say Encina probably didn't sleep very well. Was probably up just kind of kind of pacing and tossing and turning. They slept, but it was a fitful sleep, not not anything restful. I will say that Encina Encina's fatigue is kind of written on her face as much as she's trying to hide it. The bags under her eyes are visible. There's pieces of her hair that are just very clearly not combed and all over the place and whatnot. And she's just she's just trying to keep it together as best she can. And I'd say probably only Noe would probably notice the the fatigue unless unless you're looking closely. 
Um, but otherwise, she is just hanging in the back, just kind of keeping to herself as thoughts race in her mind. And that's really how how Unseen is doing. <laughs> After tossing and turning just the mention of your past lingering before you, unknown location before you, of course, Encina didn't get any sleep last night. You know the habits of your people. They don't stick around places. They're everywhere, so they could be anywhere. Knowing you're walking forward towards something, hearing whispers of a town that hasn't answered their calls, your mind just jumps to conclusions. Of course, Encina didn't sleep last night. As you stand out here, the sun hitting your the bags under your eyes, but warming your cheeks, you feel uncertain, I think, just knowing that you have the strength now that if something were to happen, if you were to, by some miracle, run into them again, you're strong enough now, physically. But do you feel like Encina is strong enough mentally? I think having people with her makes it that much harder because when Encina did whatever she did, she was alone and she had to face the repercussions on her own. And that's been her life since she left. That's been her life for the past five years. And so now to know that this almost inevitability that she's facing in having to re, having to see her, the place that she left, the people that she left, and having, and knowing that there's lives on her shoulders it's pro it's that much harder but i mentally i don't know i don't even think Encina really knows i think she's playing scenarios in her mind preparing for whatever may come but there's no way she can she can know there's no way she can fully prepare for what it's going to be like to see these people again to see certain people again and she can prepare and run scenarios in her mind and try to make as many plans as she can, but only time will tell. You prepare for as many scenarios as you can think of as you hold these butterflies in your stomach, but feel confident in your abilities to at least make a difference here holds you to this moment and keeps you here, keeps you within this time so that you're not somewhere else within your mind. Freya, how you doing this morning? I think after a night full of, they weren't on the level of nightmares, but they weren't sweet dreams. Despite having close to the time of his life the night before sleep still didn't come to him easily 
he's still processing even touching or being close to touching the land of the dead at this point. I think when he like comes down, you all see him. His curls are tighter and more all over the place as the crown usually kept them under control as he wore it. Um, he is not standing as tall and as proud as he used to. And I think he actually might be doing the same as Encina and kind of just trying to stay to the background. And I think he might actually... I actually, I don't know if he knows who to talk about how he's feeling right now, because he's talked to his mother, and his mother knows how he's feeling, and he's talked to Xander, and Xander had their own words. But I think at this point, he hasn't had that close interactions with anybody to really be like, oh, I can go talk to this person. But I think he would kind of... I think he would try to step up to Encina and ask how she is doing, remembering the moment where he stepped up and put a hand on her shoulder before. So, uh, I just want to clarify. So Freya is reaching out to Encina currently? Mm-hmm. I think Freya would walk up to Encina in this moment. Okay, awesome. I think... Um, Encina is going to see Freya approaching, and sort of, Encina always has this thing of never really trying to show their inner turmoil. That's one emotion that Encina tries to hide very, very deeply. Um, and so as Freya is clearly approaching, Encina, like, visibly tries to, like, pep herself up, stands a little bit straighter, cocks him a smile, even though it's a little crooked, and says, Well, good morning, Prince, how you doing? Um, just, just Freya. All right, I can do Freya. I like Freya better than Prince anyway. I think, I don't think Freya's even trying to hide how he's feeling and what's going on with him. I think you notice that this is, this isn't the Freya you started the journey with. He's off and you can, you can tell. I think seeing that Encina kind of lowers her voice a little bit because she knows what that when something's not sitting right in her soul, she doesn't want the whole fucking continent to know about it. So she yeah. lowers her voice a little bit and kind of leans into Freya and she's like, "What's going on there, darling? You don't you don't look as peppy as you normally do." Well, it's hard to Have you ever almost died? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> many, many, many times, my dear. And Encina does, like, that's not just me, the player, laughing. Encina does, like, heartily chuckle when Freya asks her that she can't help it. And she says, yes, my darling, many times I have almost met my wit's end. But um, I'm assuming that's not not the case for you? N no. Um... Well, aside from the other day, of course. Well, I've... I've followed Kaivalya for most of my life. 
but have mm. never been that close to physically meeting them. Hmm. Well, um, that's that's a tough thing to deal with for sure. Um, you know, being that our world is so heavily ingrained and dependent on our gods for things, it's um. It can be tough to know what you're worshipping until you come face to face with it. You can revel and idolize and worship and praise an entity that you feel close to, but... And you, Freya, you would notice Encina's mouth trembles a little bit as she goes to speak her next sentence and she says, Until you really know what you're dealing with, it's... It's hard to gauge it, even if you've been with that entity your whole life. Yes, I do suppose that. Um, I, you can see the cogs turning in his brain. Like, it's weird to say this, but like, this journey is forcing Freya to think like a commoner. Mm. <laughs> and he's not used to that. I mean, he's done most of... He's done everything in his power to do things for himself and not have people do them, but still had the experience of a royal doing things for himself, not fighting just to live. Mm-hmm. And I think he looks at you and because he looks at you, he goes, I have... Can I ask you a favor? Of course, you can ask me anything. This journey is going to be hard. And Cena nods. <laughs> At this point, I think you're the only one that I can trust with this this question. If anything happens to me, can you make sure my mother gets home? And Cena kind of stops for a moment. Um, understands the gravity of what Freya is asking her and says, Listen, darling, I'll make you that promise, but I'll make you another one. I ain't gonna let you or nothing happen to you or your mom. I saved you once, I can save you again. I'd die trying to save all of you if, I, if, if it came to it. So, I will, I will make you this promise, but I'll be keeping my own promise first. You understand me? Yes. And Good. I'll try to, try to keep an eye out for you, too. I appreciate it, but I got these big, beefy arms. It's kind of hard to. <laughs> that, that you do. That you do. And you see, he kind of like he 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 flexes with his too, and he's like, but he's like we're like muscle bros now. Like, gotta, I got a strength score. Hello. Absolutely. Yeah, and Cena very like heartily and happily flexes next next to him and says, 
think that's the meat on them bones. Yeah, and I think at this point they do like, you know that meme of like two things coming together with like the muscular arms holding hands? <laughs> that, is totally, that is totally them right now. <laughs> They're literally, yeah, absolutely doing the predator handshake right now. <laughs> I think, I think Freya also looks at Encina and like, kind of like sees Encina as like a friend now. And he never got the chance to ask this, or if if he did, it never happened. He looks at Encina mm-hmm. and goes, Can we spa? Encina, there is this sort of sparkle in her eyes, because much like her first meeting with Noe, um, fighting is a language that they know very well, and mm-hmm. fighting is honestly something of a love language so sparring is something that absolutely would bring her to feel closer to someone and so she cocks a grin at Freya and very jokingly very playfully looks at him puts a a hand on her hip and goes you think you could take me boy I am the best (laughs) fighter in Lenlock besides my mother yeah, well, me and your mom, your, me and your mom's tied pretty, pretty hand in hand there. So we'll see what you can do. Uh, I have, I, I have high hopes. I do have a new weapon that I want to try. All right. Um, and he also like, without even an insight check, like you can tell he is glancing over in Xander's direction. <laughs> I'm sorry, the only thing I thought of was like a fucking Soul Eater thing where he's just gonna take Xander by the hand and like he's gonna transform into a scythe or something. (laughs) (laughs) This is my new weapon, a whole ass man. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, you, you can tell like there are specific people he is keeping eyes on in Mm. this area. And it is, obviously, it's the Seven, as you guys have become something to protect to him. But there's also, like, a question of how do I get closer to all of you? I don't think he knows how to make friends. (laughs) That's, That's absolutely fair. Um... I think, um, I think maybe Encina sees that little bit of awkwardness, doesn't really quite understand the full internal monologue of what's happening with Freya, but sees that little bit of awkwardness, maybe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I can do an insight check if you'd like me to, um, but maybe sees that little glance in Xander's direction. Yeah. That's the big one. That is that is the one that is like he's like I don't know what to do with this situation, especially in front of all these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think um, Encina not having any prior knowledge and just kind of being a little bit of a jokester, um, kind of leans a little bit closer to Freya, puts an arm around his shoulder, and cups her hand to his ear and goes, "You fancy that Xander kid or something?" Is that what those little longing looks are for? Uh, immediately face as red as his curls. 
immediately, and his his jaw is slack, and he's like, I, 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 and you see, he kind of like shut it down. <laughs> it's so quiet. He's so nervous. Oh no! And Cena, and Cena sees this. Can clearly see the fluster on his face. Kind of like gives him a reaffirming squeeze, reaffirming squeeze on the shoulder. Not unlike how he had done to her yesterday, while she was like about mm-hmm. to have a panic. Um, and he gives her, he she gives him a firm squeeze on the shoulder and says, "Ain't nothing to be embarrassed about. He's a cute kid. You guys make a cute couple." And listen. If he's not attached, or if he is attached, and, you know, it's a polyamorous sort of deal, like, shoot your shot. What you got to lose? Um, I think he's still bright red as you're saying this, and he's, like, he's not, like, stumbling over his words anymore, and he's, like, how, how, I, I'm not good at talking to people. You might not believe it, but I wasn't really that good at talking to people either a couple some years ago. In fact, I was kind of (laughs) nasty. Well, I wonder if the people deserved it. Well, some of them certainly did. I won't say all, but some of them certainly did. Um, But the way you get better at talking to people is by talking to people. You know, you've been talking to me and we ain't said we ain't really had a private conversation yet and you're doing fine right now. I mean, I understand I'm not, you know, a pr- a prospectable love interest, which is a little bit different. I get that, but you're making great strides talking to me to begin with. This is true. Um, what, what? It, it, if it's fine, then you would excuse me. I guess I'll go try. Absolutely, and if you need me to be your wingman, just tap me in. I'll, I can, I can guess you. Up. Something, something furious. I promise. Yeah, and I think before he walks away, like I think he actually like it does not. It's not brought up, but I think he like actually hugs Encina. Aww, Encina is definitely a little taken aback and is kind of like stiff for a second, and then <laughs> very like <laughs> they're really not expecting it. No, yeah, no. It's it, it, I don't think Freya was expecting himself to do it. <laughs> Encina definitely receives the hug well and hugs him back and like kind of pats him on the shoulder in a, almost the way a dad would like a good job kid you're do are you winning son type of thing um and pats him on the back and goes go knock him dead tiger yeah and I think at that point he uh walked he very slowly and awkwardly walks across the room to Xander and <laughs> uh we can come back to that and you can Give somebody else the spotlight. <laughs> I just picture Xander walking across the floor, like kind of like kind of doing like a penguin walk, just stiff as a fucking board and just kind of waddling over. Uh, yep. yep. <laughs> just awkward, 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 awkward child. I love it. Love him dearly. As you awkwardly waddle your way, battling emotion after emotion. Heading towards what your body is screaming at you not to do. But how could you not, after a night like last night's, soaring through the sky on his drake, 
giving him the flowers, seeing his smile across his face. How could you not want to approach him and ask him more and dive deeper into who he is as you start to kind of walk towards them? Oriana, how are you doing today? So Oriana comes in probably one of the last ones to arrive, which is very unlike her. As far as you guys have known, Oriana has been one of the first ones to be awake, one of the first ones ready and gearing to go. Even um, after the night at Fort Jan and when she had her chat with Click Clack, she was still up early and from what most could tell, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed ready to face whatever light ahead of her. But this morning, she is one of the last ones to arrive. You can see that even though she got some sleep, there is tiredness in her eyes. There, the glow she seemed to have of, while often fearful given some of the events, there is a sense of adventure and excitement that seemed to come off of her, but this morning it's gone. This morning, she is slow in her pace as she comes out, her arms wrapped around her body as she quietly joins the crowd, and she doesn't say anything. Um, as she comes up, she doesn't really make eye contact with anyone. Um... I do think she, before going off to stand by herself and just kind of make herself small, she does um, nudge Freddy and say, when we get to moment, there's something I'd like to give you. And she just kind of steps away after saying that and just tries to make herself as small as possible. After seeing an old acquaintance. I don't believe she has it in herself to make forth an effort to be the Oriana you all have come to know. After a faded, we'll call it, reunification of you and your old complicated this person this spark in your life this inspiration this breath this person is once again in your life at probably just the worst time for oriana you can you have no time in your schedule right now to pencil in dealing with your past as well as dealing with everything else around you. Of course, she's small, she's hidden, she's to herself. But as you take a moment to speak to R and ask for a moment of his time later and join the crowd, kind of making yourself feel invisible amongst your newfound friends, you you spot Jezar here. He's not too far away from the party 
is actually standing just off the side of the Chancellor Xavier himself. You don't know exactly why he's standing here, but after last night and after today, you can maybe assume he's studying under possibly the Chancellor or somebody else who's close to the Chancellor. You just can't seem to walk away from this guy. And once again, it's here in this fresh new day, just staring at you in the face. Oriana isn't one. She spent too long living by the graces she was taught that if there is something bothering you, you keep it to yourself. You only address it when the time is right, when you have the moment to. But if she's learned anything from this newfound destiny she has found herself on you don't have time to set aside or find the perfect schedule when you don't live the aristocratic life that she only knew up until now so while her mother always hated her boldness this is one time I think Oriana is not going to allow herself to be quiet or as small as she was made to be um, in the sense of how she was raised. So I think seeing him standing to the side and knowing it's going to be at least a few minutes before they all go, I think Oriana is going to go against every grain in her nature and what she's been raised to do. And I think she is going to walk over to Jezar. She's going to look up at him and she is going to say, I understand that you are on the job, but if you have a moment of your time I would like to speak with you before we begin our journey, if you're going with us. If not, then I believe your silence over this time has spoken well enough for you. But if you have a moment, I would greatly appreciate a conversation. And she just stares at him, waiting for the answer. You look into his eyes as his eyes snap back between you approaching and the Chancellor speaking with Xander. And as you start to approach, he fully turns towards you to give his full attention to you. This little boy has grown up, you know, you knew him as a very, young teenager in a couple of years this young half-orc with little protruding tusks black silky hair with full tuft of white just a little bit just at the crown of his head is now fully spread out to cover his now curtain bangs that cover his 
gleaming teal eyes as they stare into you. Give me an insight check. Okay. That is going to be a 13. 13. You see as you are approaching him, you see the anxiousness behind his eyes. He's become a good soldier in the time that you've been apart, but seeing you again, just not expecting to face these problems or having to explain himself or explain anything, he what left for some reason that you don't quite know yet. You see the nervousness in his eyes as he looks at you. His face, his jaw grown out. His face is now just painted with scars of training and time out in the wilds. This person has grown. This person has changed. He looks at you and he's like, ah, um, Lady uh, Oriana, it's uh, it's very good to see you. And he um, does a very deep bow, very, very close to 45 degree angle as he bends in half in front of you. Uh, a little awkwardly, I'll admit, it's very quick and very forward as he also quickly jumps back up, realizing he's a little uh, quick at this, taking a moment. He is like, uh, yes, uh, my lady, I will be accompanying you um, on this journey. I am to uh, accompany the Lord Xander on his way back to Dornwich uh, to help uh, deliver the status report of Tarnstead. Um, so I do believe that we will be spending some time together. I do believe I can step away to speak. I would love to speak with you. I would love to catch up. Oriana has to... There's a bittersweetness she feels seeing him still, even though he has grown into a man, there is still a pang of that bittersweet feeling as she sees the awkwardness that she found so endearing. And she tries so hard to um, not let that show as she... Are you, you're trying to hide those feelings? Hide yeah, that? yeah. You said you would like to hide the emotion on your face from Jezza. She's she's trying her best to not let how she's... Well, in truth, she's not sure how she's feeling. It's... Fair enough. You're trying to hide it, so go ahead and give me a deception check. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That is going to be a 16. 16. All right. So with a 16, he looks at you, 
kind of, you notice his eyes kind of flicker all over your face, studying your features, getting to know this new adult, Oriana, away from her parents for probably the first time in at least 10 years, if not her whole life, alone. And a moment, you're asking for a moment alone to speak. I think in this moment, you know, you see a smile kind of just ever so slightly creep on his face as he looks at you with kindness, the same kindness you knew him for in his youth, as he's like, I look forward to it, my lady. And he offers a smaller bow, a little bit more put together this time, as he promises you a time later on during this journey for an explanation. I think she looks at him for a moment. And she doesn't smile or just a sense of herself seems to be lost in the moment. Just what she says doesn't quite meet her eyes as she looks at him and says, thank you. I would and she stops. Thank you. I look forward to having that conversation. Before she goes back to where she was quietly trying to blend with the others for the first time instead of taking the charge. Stepping back into the party, into a position that is new for Ariana in this group, not exploring out front, helping and leading and asking questions and using her knowledge and her skills to help lead the party. She blends further into herself as countless things cross your mind all at once. Freya, as you approach the steps, approaching Xander and his father, Xavier, you see his glowing, radiant skin just beaming with this golden energy. Xavier with his hands on Xander's shoulders, their foreheads still in this very deep moment of connection between a father and their child. As you see a new face standing nearby, a midnight blue Aladrin with dark, 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 navy, almost black hair. As she is standing nearby, putting her fingers through this young boy's hair, and as you get closer, you see the resemblances. You assume this must be Xander's mother, Mrs. Source Spirit. You don't know her first name yet. But between the two of them, this bright, burning 
star of an Eladrin in this deep midnight of an Eladrin, it starts to piece together for you why Xander's skin looks like the night sky. As you get closer and closer, you see the blue flower that you gave him stuck in a pendant on his chest. As father and son pull away, the moment ends, and they turn towards you as you approach. What do you do? I... I think... That stutter was totally in character, by the way. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I think he freezes. I think the confidence left his body the moment he knows that Xander is looking at him. His eyes... I don't think his eyes meet theirs. I think his eyes stay down on the ground because if he looks up, he will trip. So you are looking down at this beautifully carved stone floor beneath you as your footsteps tap up the steps, your armor clanging in itself softly as you first see feet and being of noble blood, you know is impolite to not make eye contact. To raise your gaze higher. Are you going to meet the Chancellor's or are you going to meet Xander's first? I have already talked to the Chancellor and had eye contact with him, so he doesn't make me nervous. So I think I will. I think my first look will be at the Chancellor to try to regain some of the confidence that I had walking up before talking to Xander. You are going to look at, uh, I apologize, Xavier first? Yes, the Chancellor. And I think Freya does give a little bit of a, a bow in respect. Um, are you going to uh, question for my high charisma Freya? You are looking down at the floor as you approach. Would you like to try to make it seem like you are bowing as you are going up, like approaching them? Or would you like it to remain the way that they see it currently, which is you timidly approaching with your eyes towards the floor? I think I would like to make it look like I'm bowing on my way out. All right. So go ahead and give me a performance check. Okay. Don't fuck me over, Dice. That is a 14. 14. A 14 is a success as you approach and get towards the top of the stairs. Your body sort of starts to naturally bend forward as the motion of you moving up the steps and suddenly stopping kind of at the top kind of moves your body forward in this bowing motion as you play off in front of the Chancellor and Xander this uh, courtesy of bowing before them. And as you look up in the Chancellor's eyes, you still get this moment that hits you at the bottom of your heart, 
because you were trying so hard to avoid Xander's eyes. You see it in Xavier as well. Bright, golden yellow eyes. You see where he gets it from. Staring with a warmth at you. So much love and warmth in his cheeks and his bright, burning red hair. I also don't think Freya is... The only person Freya is used to getting those looks from are his mother and Felix. So it's a little awkward seeing somebody with so much love in their face. I think Freya... It's not obvious, but Freya's heart is in his ass right now. Um, <laughs> he also is approaching them Nah, like, no, he wasn't wearing the crown when we first got here. So I think he looks at the chancellor and is going to smile probably for the first time since last night. And, or since, oh, actually, no, he probably smiled talking to Encina, but he smiles genuinely and he's like, uh, I would like to thank you for everything that you've offered us. He looks at you, the warmth radiating off of him, a feeling that you can only compare to the love of the people who you call family, that you call your parents or your guardians, the people who look after you, who care for your well-being. That same feeling radiates off of this man genuinely and consistently. Makes you feel warm, but uneasy. Just this, you don't get this genuineness from people often, especially after everything you've been through. And he looks at you and he places a warm hand on your shoulder and he's like, and I only wish I could do more for you. I truly wish things were different and that your calling, the calling of the Sacred Seven was for something easier than this complicated mess that we can't seem to break, that we can't seem to get through. And I don't wish to sound like every other person that you've come across, but your journey is very important. And what you find at the end of your journey may save us all. And we are truly grateful. As he looks beyond Freya in this moment as well, speaking to all of you. And he grasps your shoulder a little tighter, feeling this sense of comfort with this man that you've never felt with your father. This bond of man to young boy a young child is just so pure within this person. You feel reassured with his grasp as he brings you and Jezar and Xandar, Xander closer to everybody else. And he is like, well, 
my new friends, I, I only hope to see your faces again very soon with great news. I have much, much, much high hopes in all of you. I see greatness in each and every one of you as he passes along each of you making eye contact. And he stops at the queen and he's like, my queen, it is only fitting that you are here alongside the rest of these people. I'm very happy to see you once again doing what is right. It gives you a warm smile. And now I will be sending you with my child, Xander, as well as his squire, Jezar. Hopefully they can guide you. They can offer you aid when you need it. I have also made sure to set up Jezar with some extra food, some extra rations and things you may need in case things go awry. Head towards Tarnstead. This town has not answered our calls in a little while. Anything that you can report back to me or anything that you find, please, as much information as you can give to my son to return to me would be greatly appreciated. And I wish you all the safest of journeys. I think when he says that Xander is joining them, I think Freya's head snaps to Xander and this is the, the his eyes connect with Xander's at this point. And there's a look of surprise. Xander stands proud at his father's side. They stand with their shoulders back, their head held high, their eyes filled with pride and a smile that only says, I finally get to prove something. As he stands there in light armor with just a small short sword at his side, he joins your party for this leg of the journey alongside Jezar, his squire. Um, I will say that in the very back of the crowd, when Xandar and Jezar join the party, Encina's face visibly falls and her blood just runs cold and she is just like, oh, fuck. Not more of them. Because, <laughs> because she knows she knows what's ahead and she's looking at this little kid and of course she has no idea what Xander's capable of, has no idea what Jezar is capable of. But to her, they look green. They look very green, and she is very frightened for that. With more people to think on. Quick question, um, yeah. if I may interrupt. Can Oriana spot Encina's uh, face fall? Absolutely. Or do I need an insight? Encina, are you plan are you thinking about are you trying to hide this if anyone were to look? Oh, a hundred percent. Like her face falls and like if anyone turns to look at her, she like tr tries to like tighten her face so it doesn't look like she's as terrified as she is. Alright, insight versus deception. Alright. I got a pretty see. high deception. I've got a really high insight, so let's see. 
Bet all nice. the wits here. Don't fuck me, dice. Don't fuck me. I got don't a 28. Fuck me. Oh, okay, <laughs> well. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna be able to. I literally can't beat that unless I get a nat 20. So let's see. I'm sorry. I got a plus nine and I got a 19. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I got a fucking. I got a 10. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm just surprised at my own roll. Damn. Damn. Yeah, 28 versus a 10. Um, <laughs> I uh, think that 10's I'm... a pretty strong contender. Excuse me? <laughs> Oriana's just very perceptive. Let's just be it's honest here. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. <laughs> but... <laughs> She's just really perceptive, guys. It's fine. She does have... And uh, hold on, let me get back to it because it's like stupid high. She does have an intelligence of 19. So y'all just. Yeah. She's, just... <laughs> She's all smarts here, guys. I'm sorry. She sees it all. Insane. She is. So, uh, yes, Oriana, you do see the color drain from Encina's face. Her tattoos stand out on her face a little bit more as she tries her best to hide how she's feeling in this moment. But you catch it. I think Oriana will step a little closer and lightly nudge Encina with her elbow and not to draw attention to them. She'll keep her head forward as she speaks and says, I don't know anything about Xander, but I can say that Jezar has seen a few fights in his life. He may come off as awkward, but he can handle himself just fine. Encina acknowledges the nudge and glances at Oriana, um, still keeping her face forward because she doesn't want the rest of the party to see how she's feeling. And she says in a very low voice, that's not what I'm worried about. That's not what I'm worried about at all. I know, but if it's any comfort, at least you've kept me alive. I've certainly tried. I appreciate it. And I've tried to make it easy on you. But, uh... Look, Oriana, if I can just speak plainly. Oh, you always can. And Atsina is kind of, is still speaking lowly, so the rest of the party doesn't hear them speaking. Um, and she looks at Oriana and she says, What we're up against, what we're going up against next, it's, the journey's been hard thus far, don't get me wrong. What happened at Fort Jan was... Ter terrifying and very hard to deal with but what we're up against next I know firsthand what they're capable of I know how bloodthirsty I know the numbers that they come in and when I was dealing with it by myself it was fine but now I gotta keep the rest of y'all alive and I don't know if I'm gonna and Encina kind of stops, cuts herself off, and says, I know I can do it. I have to. 
and Cena, I... And she stops for a moment because she wants to make sure she phrases this correctly. Because she's not really had to be in tough situations like this before. But... She looks over to Encina and says, Firstly, you can always speak plainly with me. We are comrades. We are two people who are doing their best to survive this fated, if you will, journey. And we all just want to make it home. So speak as plainly as you like. You don't have to dance around any words or feel like you need to speak proper with me. You can say it any way you need to. I I would appreciate that more, honestly. Secondly, you're not doing this alone anymore. And as much as that scares you, and as much as you hate the idea of having to worry about protecting us, you aren't doing this alone. And you have us to look after you as well. I know a few of us can heal. You aren't the only one. So for once in your life, you don't have to worry about taking care of everyone else. And believe me, I... I'm not used to people caring about me. My parents... I, they care, but they never really cared for me. If you understand what I'm saying. I've had to face a lot on my own. I'm used to being alone. I'm used to being independent. Much like you. Just in a different way. For once, neither of us are alone. So, I have your back. And I know you'll have mine. And we will face these motherfuckers the best we can. And if they want blood, they will taste their own. And Cena nods and says, Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's good. I appreciate that. Of course, sometimes, even if we know something, it's nice to hear it. We are just mortals after all. It's reassuring to know we're not alone at all. Especially when you think that the gods can at least give you a hand in some things. Encina's face sort of falls at that, and she says, Look, I know the last time I spoke out about the gods, you weren't too happy with what I had to say. At least in so much as that there were a couple that you favored, but... From what I've experienced, the gods, the gods meddle when they please. They don't, they don't meddle when it's con when it's most necessary. They me meddle when it's convenient. Oh, I don't agree to disagree with what you said. I actually fully agree. They do, they, they do what they can when they feel of it. Yes, and there is a few I do favor, but. We all have things we favor in life. Doesn't mean we wholeheartedly follow it, but there are a few I favor. I've actually met a few in my time. 
and she kind of raises her hand. Let's just say, uh, when I met Death, they were um, kind enough to let me keep most of myself. So. Well, that was mighty nice of them. Well, you know, when you uh, make poor decisions, you get what you can out of it. Yeah. But uh, to save ourselves the religious debate of why they do and do not do things that we will never understand and we can debate it until we die and still not understand. But in the end of the day, as long as we all have each other, whatever comes next, we'll see the sunrise. Or I'll die trying one. I don't... Yeah, you don't... The sun will rise for all of us. No matter what. It's... I don't... I'm making it my personal mission to make sure we all get through this. And I appreciate you ha having you at my side. And you as well. You know, I saw something that reminded me of you. Um... When we get a moment, I'll be happy to, uh... Give that to you. Oh, that's sweet. You didn't have to get me nothing. It's my way of showing people I appreciate the company. I... I'm not used to having um, people close to me outside my family. I hate to say this, but my parents kept a very strict eye on me. I was... At best, a prisoner in my own life. And Cena smiles very bittersweetly at that and says, You might not believe me, but I, I know how that feels. I hate that you do. I hate that you do, too. Parents aren't there to keep you on lock and key. They're supposed to love and nurture you and guide you through this life, not... Not make it harder. Not make you feel like you're insignificant for the choices you make. And if your parents clearly haven't told you that, your choices and the things that you make are the things that matter in this world. It's not how smart you are or how you are the things you create. And from what, I see, what I've seen, you create very well. So I know we haven't been together very long, but... You know, if my words can touch anything, let it speak to the things that you create and the mind that you have and the person that you are willing to be. Because you seem to be growing into a very fine young lady, Oriana. Those are kind of words that my parents ever gave me. So thank you. Well, they can eat shit. Well. <laughs> and it's kind of chuckles a little bit at that. Oriana smiles. <laughs> so big and she says <laughs> you know i don't plan on going home after this i i don't know where i'm going to go but it's not home but if they're in that city when we get back please tell them that to their face 
I will. Oh, I can absolutely tell your parents to eat shit. I'll tell anyone to eat shit. Did you? I'm not sure if you saw that happen, but I drew a very detailed um, middle finger and I gave it to King Eros, and that's why he was screaming when we left. Because he was so pissed off that that got past him. And Felix, fucking man of the hour, delivered that shit. He looked right at it, said, yeah, okay, and he gave it right to that stupid bitch. Ain't that, ain't that something? That is truly something. And she's laughing as she says this. And she says, I knew I liked you for a reason. <laughs> and I knew I liked you too, Oriana. You gave me good vibes since the moment we met. Good. Well, I look forward to whatever vibes come next, though. You know, I, I asked the queen if I could join her court when we got back, but maybe I just might see where the road will take first. Maybe do a little sightseeing before I let myself get locked back into a kingdom. Absolutely. And I mean, after all this is done, Oriana, if you want, you can travel. I mean, after all this is done, even if we can, you know, hopefully heal all this sickness, your mind for inventing, your mind for creating things, like, people need that. People need access to the inventions you can make. You can make a big difference in Puppet and in Sunmore. There's no reason for you to have to go back to the court. You can offer your services like I do. I travel all over the world looking for anybody who needs help. You see this kind of hope return to her eyes after most of the morning. She's just been so lost in this death grip of the past because seeing someone who made a promise to her being reminded once more of her parents denying her a life for so long that the opportunity to even live a life that she dictates never crossed her mind because she didn't think it was possible. She thought she was just waiting for a suitor to come and maybe save her because that's all she knew. And unlike her siblings, she didn't want to dedicate herself to a cause she didn't believe in just to get away. So to hear that that's even a possibility her eyes are just beaming with hope as she looks to Encina and says you know maybe I will travel with you for a while if that's alright. Encina smiles and says, Well, I wouldn't mind having the company after all this is over. And I can certainly set you up with the right people that can get you started and where you need to go. So, introducing you to the family, as it were, um, I think that'd be good for you. 
I think so too. And it'd be nice to have some consistency as well, because, you know, uh, I will be as round, and then you will always have someone to count on. And Cena um, gives her a, a small little smile, tr- finally breaking out of that reverie of nervousness and panic, and maybe for once realizing that what everyone's been telling her has spoken to, haven't spoken to Freya, knowing what Noe can do, and now Oriana confiding in her, you know, and telling her that. You're not doing this alone. It finally starts to sink in a little bit. And there's relief in knowing that there is a small part of Encina that's afraid of what what might be exposed about her as they venture forward. But Encina decides for the time being that that's going to have to be a weight to worry and it's going to have to be something that they deal with when the time is right. And so Encina looks at Oriana, cracks a very small smile, and says, Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think you'd get along really well with Torjak. He's a nutter, but uh, I think I think you'd really like him. He's got a lot of personality. <laughs> Oriana, never hearing that phrase before. Um... <laughs> does her best not to laugh too loudly as um, she nods and says considering the characters I have already met and finding you all so wonderful I'm sure whatever the hella nutter is I will quite enjoy the company <laughs> alright so a nutter the best way I can describe it you well obviously you remember Thor right I do I do <laughs> So I wouldn't. I would classify Thorpe as like a neutral nutter or like a peaceful nutter, whereas Jack Jack is just a nutter, like chaotic nutter. You understand? I I I think I do. Off his rocks. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. That makes that makes sense. Yes. I, I know that phrase well. My mother used to say I was off my rocks all the time, but then again, well, she wanted me to be a she wanted me to be a cleric, and I wanted to be a bard and an artificer. So, yeah, well, you know what? Maybe your mom's a little bit of a nutter, and honestly, all the best people are. All the best people are nutters. So you know, take what she says with a grain of salt. Also. Being a cleric, dedicating your life to to that sort of thing, that's a big commitment. You can't just... I've met clerics that just do it for, like, the clout and the money. And let me tell you, they're... mm, They ain't good nutters, honey. They ain't nutters at all. They're just... Ugh. I don't like them one bit. They've got the ick, as some people would say. They've definitely got the ick. They've got the ugh, as I would say. (laughs) Sounds like my sister. Oh, she, Lord. Used it as, she used it as a way to um, as a way to get away from her parents, which I admire, and she's done quite a bit of good, but uh, all for the wrong reasons. Mm. Yeah, it it can be it can be hard when you when you're stuck in a situation like that. You don't think you have any way out, and I mean, 
listen, people grow, people change. I ain't trying to, you know, talk shit on your sister if you're still close. Oh, or... I'll happily talk shit about her. Oh, okay. Well, then, I mean, you know. I hate my family. <laughs> You've made that very clear, Oriana, and I understand. Trust me, I don't like my family one bit either, aside listen, from one. I... But... <laughs> I, I understand. I... One thing people who have titles or of aristocratic society will never tell you is that most of them dislike everyone around them and they wish they would all go die in a fucking hole. And we do our best to play nice. Um, but there comes a point where if you have to smile through one more meaningless conversation, you will rip their eyeballs out. I yeah that I I don't know that personally I don't feel that I don't that doesn't hit home for me but I can feel it in my soul just the way you're describing it I definitely yeah because uh I wouldn't I'd just get up and walk out and be like bitches y'all deal with it I'll do shit my own way goodbye and that's that's why I ain't running no kingdoms anytime soon because I piss off everybody <laughs> honestly it might be better if we did have more honest people running kingdoms well you know but, what when we get back you know maybe i'll just put king eros in a trunk and send him down the river and you know that'll be that no one has to know well i certainly probably have something that can aid in that matter excellent we'll make we'll we'll make a plan out of it and encina laughs a little bit and very gently because um because Oriana is much smaller than her, even in comparison to Freya, and very gently pats her on the shoulder and says, "Thank you for uh, thank you for coming over to talk to me. I appreciate it, Oriana. And uh, as we make our way through the woods, if there's anything else you want to talk about, we can talk." Oh, absolutely. I I would greatly enjoy that. You know, I I never really right. felt like I had a family. I just had people who I shared a name with, and I didn't really understand what that word meant until I've met all of you. You know, but I have made connections or the beginning of friendships, I think, with nearly all of you now, and it's a nice feeling to know there are people I can trust in this world once if there is one thing i can say is that the blood of the covenant will always be thicker than the water of the womb damn right <laughs> all right there soldier let's get a move on we can keep talking on on our way and you can always rely on me oriana i'm always gonna have your back thank you and i yours Plus, we probably need to be listening to what this man has to say. I have no idea what's going on anymore. I think he was, like, thanking us for some shit. He seemed really nice. Um, he doesn't need... To, he doesn't seem like he needs to get thrown in a trunk. He seems like he's doing pretty good for himself. We'll keep an eye on him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and Cena still with, um, uh, still with a hand on, um, Oriana's shoulders... Uh, faces forward and tries to re-enter um, the listening sphere, if you will, of what um, of what Xavier was his name? 
No, that's uh, yes, the sun. I think. Xavier, source spirit. Oh. The sun is Xander. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, and Cena re-enters the listening sphere of what Xavier is saying and uh, tries to keep in mind his parting words. As you guys have this heart to heart standing here as Xavier is telling you all of these things that Xandar and Jezar are going to be following you and joining you for this leg of journey as you all are having these quiet moments amongst you yourselves. Whoa, how are you doing? I'm okay, thanks for asking. Um, what do you feel like you would be doing in this moment? We have the Chancellor Xavier Source Spirit here. Uh, he has given you, uh, these two people to help aid in this leg of journey. You know that the woods beyond this part are just going to become thicker, are just become deeper, are just become more dangerous. Uh, woe does feel comfortable in the woods, but how is Wolf about this next? Oh, going into the woods? Yes. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> Stoked. Um, awesome. So as you all... I don't know all... these people, by the way. I... I don't know who Xander and Xavier and that third one you said. No problem. So, just as a quick recap for you, whoa, um, the ch Xavier is the chancellor here of Dornwich, where you guys are, uh, had currently stayed the night. Xandar, uh, Xander is Xavier's son, um, and Jezar is, Z is Xander's squire. So that's the relation. It's gonna take me a minute, because they have very similar sounding names. <laughs> And it's going to take Woe even longer. <laughs> Woe is standing there trying to match the name with the face. It's not helping. <laughs> it's not helping. Um, I love it. As you We're are... The woods of Puppet? Yes, you are. The Feywilds? Um, not quite the Feywilds, but it is close to an area where you remember stepping into the Feywild, so you're going to be stepping near that area. Okay. It's also going to be fairly close uh, in uh, map reference-wise. This is close to the canyon that you walked through to go from your home tree uh, to Lenlock on your journey to Lenlock. It's your the canyon is going to be just um, west of where you guys are. As you all gather together and travel forward into the woods, ready to take this next step of the journey, knowing that this journey may be a little bit of the longer ones than you're used to to get from this town to the next town, but knowing that there is a place to sleep at the end of the night makes this journey feel a little bit more comfortable. As you all 
start taking steps out of the city of Dornwick, leaving the sparkling towers behind you, and stepping once again into deeper, thicker trees, seeing the big arboreal trees and the canopy above you just start to kind of take over the sky and you are starting on your journey. Who would like to lead the party? This is going to be uh, the journey from here uh, to the next town over of Tarnstead is about a 10 hour journey foot. Um, uh, it's going to be three different survival checks to get you through this leg of the journey. So who would like to lead the party through this part? Or we'll take that responsibility hating the forest and want to get it through it as quick as possible. <laughs> R said fuck uh, your forest. <laughs> R said yes. next town over, let's go. Remember, yeah. remember to add R said when are we unlocking fast travel, my guy? We need that. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Are we opening up you some are... Sheikah portals in this bitch? <laughs> you the reverse of a help action. Oriana uh, yes. is actually going to take the lead as well because she wants to get away from uh, Jezar as as much as possible. Um, not wanting to deal with anything relating to her past and just wanting to get out of the hell out of the forest as well. She does not want to be here. I just pictured Jens are still bent at a 45 degree angle. He's just constantly walking. <laughs> still bent. Still bent. Unbent, just... unbowed, unbroken. <laughs> what were you saying, um, Click Clack? I'm so sorry. Click Clack is going to be in the back of the group because he absolutely does not want to go where they are going. He is and nervous, he is scared, and he is not having a good time. I will say, Encina is, oh. like, right next to Click Clack. Very Maria's much the same the way. We can't all be in the back, like, we to be in the middle. <laughs> I'm picturing, like, Freya and Encina, like, on the sides of Click Clack, like, ready to defend. <laughs> Tiny bean in the middle. Yeah. He's holding both their hands. We Just must protect the bird. Call Sater and their small burp child. <laughs> Who was a fully grown man again. with a child? <laughs> he's small, therefore he is good boy. <laughs> so true. He's Peepaw. Oh, no Peepaw. He's holding both of their hands. Aww. And that makes Freya feel a lot better than how he was feeling. <laughs> And Cena Love is it. internally doing a thumbs up. Can't do it on the outside though. <laughs> Too much dread. <laughs> Too well, much you dread. You have two forest haters just power walking in the front. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. We're not fucking here for this. We're gonna do this in like six hours. <laughs> no. <laughs> I bet I can cut that time down in half. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's go. I bet you like, we can get a haste double. potion. We're gonna get a haste potion. <laughs> Yes. You know, anyone got uh, some liquid lightning, my guy? Oh, God. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay, Let's... so R is taking the lead here with action. help from Woe. Woe, you said no, you were no, getting no, no. help action. No, it was uh, help uh, action. 
Reverse Lo help? Oh, thank help. You. On I help. Am actively hindering and or being distracted by poisonous plants. Okay, no, uh, Oriana's gonna help. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> she wants to go. Well, you are back in your element, back in the woods, out of the towering cities. You're enjoying your time out here. Oriana is giving R the help action. So, R, you can go ahead and roll your first. Can I find a poisonous okay. plant? Yes, absolutely. Um, you can also make a survival check or a nature check. Find one. I like that, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, real quick, so we're heading northward, right? That's where the forest is yeah. from Mexico? Yes, yeah. yeah. so for now you are following a trail. Um, as you start to kind of go down the trail, you see it starts to become a little bit more faded. Some more branches uh, kind of start to are laying in the actual street and stuff. So you know you're kind of heading the right direction, but you feel that as you start to go farther along, it may become more difficult to stay on the path okay and there is so woe knows this but we don't that there is some face shit somewhere in the forest so. yes okay all right I'll let me roll my first uh you said it was a survival check right yes where did it go come back to me here we go i got a 26 holy shit let's see if i can match that Jesus Christ. Oh, I can't match shit. All right. Um, <laughs> the scream. So, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I get help. That means I get advantage, right? Yes, you get advantage. Okay. Okay, that's, that's better. <laughs> oh, no. So uh, a two and a four. The four plus four is eight. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so... Um, as you are traveling along and uh, trying to stay as best on the path as you can, uh, you, for a moment, a couple of times, you kind of get off of the path, but you kind of find it again as it starts to get uh, more and more dispersed as the path starts to kind of come a little bit less defined. Uh, you, you think you're definitely heading north. You know, you're, you're pretty sure you're heading north at this point. Um, uh, with a 26 on your check, whoa, uh, you definitely find uh, some poisonous plants around here. Uh, you see that um, that some of the smaller wildflower plants around here, the like little tiny bright pink flowers are uh, of the poison variety. You notice that some of the large... Uh, Flowers that are propped up on the trees above you are also highly venomous, not poisonous, venomous. Um, and uh, the vines as well have thorns sticking out of them with like sticky white sap that's coming out of the ends of the thorns. So many foods to try. Oh no. Please don't. I'm in like Willy Wonka. <laughs> like the chocolate river and the the the, the, the flowers. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna say my first roll was because I was worried about. Well, that that's why I rolled for that. <laughs> but now right. it's a that's a new day, baby. All right, we got this. Are <laughs> you have to try this? <laughs> no. 
Yeah, Oriana's not going to let you do that. Oriana, please. <laughs> Some for you, too. And Cena is this close Oriana. to just picking Woe up and slinging her over her shoulder and just being like, okay, we can have the pretty Honestly, plants along the way. Probably. Now, if you do give Oriana a poisonous plant, she will save it to feed to somebody later. I'm just saying. Anyone else want a poisonous plant? I'm she good, honey. Thank you, though. You want to try a poisonous plant, or are you all cowards? I'll, I'll be a coward for a little while. Thank you, though. I'm a, I'm a coward. <laughs> Ar is tempted. Being a coward makes him want to taste blood. Here's Ar, Oriana. Oriana, do you remember the onion and the or the radish or whatever it was, and how you were puking your guts garlic. up for like an hour? Let's not do that again. You're not allowed to eat things she gives you. That that is a new rule. And um, it probably is. Now I I am not one to eat. Um, things I don't know but I will feed them to other people so if you want to give me a couple things I will hold on to them for you and then we can give them to uh, not so nice people later for them to try Nine. no? okay well I'm just going to start eating them alright <laughs> munching that shit down in that case Oriana's going to grab a random plant and just hand it to Will like Try this one next. I'll eat it. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it tastes piney and earthy. Uh, you definitely recognize this plant as some wild rosemary. Uh, hey. <laughs> that one is definitely poison. You should not eat. You are a very fascinating creature. Are hearing that that's poison will collect some of the rosemary as well. <laughs> We're gonna halt a little bit. <laughs> I think, um, Freya's still walking hand in hand with Click Clack. I think so you guys are doing your job well. It's the ones yeah. in the front that are fucking up. <laughs> um, I think we're Freya... simply enjoying our lives. That's what's happening. I think Freya is gonna take this moment to actually like talk and maybe get to know Click Clack a little bit. Shut some poison plants in my hair. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Oriana is 100% watching what Woe is grabbing and collecting and putting in her pack. <laughs> some yeah. dirt and rocks, too. Oh god. You gonna collect that? Depends on the rock. I think Freya's going to turn to Encina and click like and be like, it seems like you two know each other. Is... Uh, are, you, are you two friends prior to this? And Cena takes a second and kind of looks at Click Clack, sort of giving Click Clack the chance to to say what he wants to say first before she says anything. Click Clack is going to look between Encina and Freya. And just in a moment of pure panic, of one, having the limited vocabulary that he does have, and two, not knowing if he should confirm or deny, uh, whether or not he and Encina know each other. 
he's going to panic, drop both of their hands, and open his mouth, and in a young child's voice, say, they're holding hands before marriage, they're gonna go to hell! And he's just gonna <laughs> cough. I was already going to hell, but that's good to know. <laughs> and Cena, through all of all it starts, is like desperately trying not to like scream laugh and is like just laughing into her fist and her whole body is shaking from laughing so hard. To be honest, I think Freya is doing the same thing. I think, <laughs> I think I think Freya is like, his is probably a little bit louder. Right. Then Encina's because he truly like wasn't expecting it and it was funny. So mm-hmm. I think you hear like true like I don't think Freya's laughed on the journey. So you hear like true laughter come out of Freya at this point. Oh. And he's so like cute. he's like, Well, if that's how you get into the hells, that would make things a lot easier. <laughs> If you don't want to answer oh. the question, you don't have to. I understand. Encino like looks at Freya and says, where we come from, yeah, that's that's the commonly held belief is uh, even looking at someone before marriage will get you thrown straight into hell. Just chucked right in there. Well, uh, like that nods enthusiastically at that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm going to hell then. That's good. Oh, to know. honey, listen, listen. Where we come from, what they believe don't matter. What they believe ain't true anyway. <laughs> I've confirmed it. Well, that's... click back nods even more at that. <laughs> I, you see, true and utter confusion on this seven foot nine <laughs> muscular <laughs> skater man. As you guys are talking, he, like the same confusion about like bussin. Like that same confusion. He's like, ah, well, oh, okay, okay. That's that's good to know. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, and Cena's gonna look at Freya with um, kind of a little like a wry, oh, like a wry-ish sort of smirk and an eyebrow quirked up, and she's gonna say, Freya, do you remember what I said to you earlier about? spending your whole life serving a deity or an entity and not really knowing what they're all about until you know what they're all about. Yes. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. Ah. Okay, okay, okay. That's... uh, Okay, I I understand. I'm not confused anymore. Uh, He's 100% lying. That look of confusion is still on his face. (laughs) Like, no inside check needed. Like, it's still on his face. He's just like, okay... That's that's good to know. Uh, <laughs> and Cena shakes her head a little bit, and she's like, "Should get out more." Encina <laughs> um, is again trying not to laugh too loud because it will just sound like a bark, and she doesn't want to alert anything in the forest to where they are. Um, and she's like, "Well, <laughs> listen." Um, you're getting out plenty. I mean, you've you you're all you you're in puppet now. So I mean, yeah, you're, I almost you're, died. You did almost die. <laughs> That's that changes person for sure. It does. I got a new weapon. Click because is going to um. He's gonna pat Freya's arm at that mention <laughs> and just stare oh. there. <laughs> We've all been there, buddy. Oh. Kind of thing. Keep on the clack. 
I, uh, yeah. I did get a new weapon because of it. Oh, nice. What'd you get? Uh, I didn't say. He pulls out, like, this, like, five-foot-long greatsword off of his back. Um, oh, shit. That's well. And, like, you see him, like, him looking at it. Like, he is holding it, and the, he does not feel confident with this in his hands, but he wants to. Click Clack is going to reach up and adjust his grip to, like, hold the sword <laughs> a little more firmly. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more used to the, the, the glaive, the, the long staff blade. This is new. My mother is more capable with one of these. Uh, Encina, in a show of camaraderie, pulls out her seven-pound hefty-ass great axe um, and looks at Freya and goes, listen, you just need a little practice and you'll... I, I'm, I got faith in you. You'll, you'll get it. But, you know, if... We are in a fight, and you do feel more confident with your glaive. I mean, you did pretty damn well with it. So, you know, if you need to go back to it, there's there's no shame in that. But just practice a little bit with your great sword. I'm sure you'll get the hang of it. And again, we got a sparring session ahead of us, so I'll be more than happy to try to teach you the ropes. Yes, we do. Um, and I'll, I'll be using my glaive as it was a gift from... Kaivalya himself, uh, and it's very special to me. Um, but yes, the, I want to learn the great sword. I think it's important to know multiple weapons. Oh, absolutely. I'm also very excited to spar with you. I'm very excited to spar with you too, Freya. And uh, for what it's worth, I think I think Kaivalya would be very happy that you're using the glaive that he gave to you, because uh, I once had... I, I can't remember who it was. I've met so many people, but I've passed a bunch of people in my life. And I once met a dude that like didn't use a sword that was like really important to him. I think it was like passed down through his family line. And he said, um, you springs about wear, tear and rust. And I kind of got that because like, I get it. It was like a family heirloom, but like the more you use something, the more you show that it is beloved. And so, all that is to say, I think Kavalia would be very happy that you're using the glaive that he gave you. Yes, and I finally have sent souls to him with it, so I am happy about that. Excellent. Uh, you're doing a good job. You've only been out, what's it been like, two weeks we've been on the road? Yeah. I can't remember. I'm time blind as it is. Yes. Uh, and I think Freya also leans over to you and Cena and goes, I may have fucked up talking to you know who because because I got nervous and then his father started talking and dragged me over to the rest of everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, understandable. Um, definitely hard to talk to your crush in front of their dad. Um you know, and that's mother. and their mother. That's like probably the biggest cock block of, of life of the century. Um, oh, right. I keep forgetting you. You people don't know these 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 uh, menial terms. Um, cock block basically means to like if you're trying to engage in like romantic 
interactions with someone and then someone gets in the way it doesn't even have to be just romantic it can be like any sort of like when you are trying to engage with someone and have like a private one-on-one and someone cuts in the middle that's called a cock block it's usually most used in romantic engagements that are being interrupted but it can be it can be uh any kind of uh it can be any kind of engagement that gets interrupted they're gonna go to hell Oh. They are going to go to hell. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm learning so much from all of you. And I love this. <laughs> I, I, I feel connected to the world. Good. I'm glad. You'll, if you stick with us, you'll be learning. You'll be learning a lot. Good. I love learning. Good, because you will be learning. <laughs> You're gonna learn this day, son. Um, I think Freya also kind of looks at Click Clack, and this is not in like a demeaning kind of way. Like he's being honest, and he goes, "Would you like a higher standpoint so you can see ahead of us more?" Click Clack is going to. Uh, just tilt his head in confusion, much much like a dog who doesn't understand what was just asked of it. Um, he like pats his shoulder and goes, y- "You can, you can sit on my shoulders. It'll help you see higher, so you won't be surprised by anything." Click clack, starts crying. Because he's uh, thinking, he's now uh, thinking of his boy and carrying him on his shoulders. You see, you see, Freya is like, like as they're walking, like bending down. His hands are like out, like I, 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 I I'm sorry, I. You messed up, Freya. You have to think of. Freya, for what it's worth, I, I don't, I, I don't think Click Clack's crying because he's. Because he's like, it's something else, ain't that right, Click Clack? And Encino looks at Click Clack with a very sympathetic, a sympathetic uh, look. Click Clack is gonna like start like almost violently nodding. Oh, <laughs> oh Sorry, no! I didn't, I didn't mean to upset you. Can I cry too? <laughs> crying is a free action. Crying is a free action. Crying is a free action. Yeah. All right, we're gonna stop. Shitting is also movement, a free action. We're all gonna cry right now. Everyone have a cry. Everyone have a cry. Have a cry. Have a good cry session. Sorry, no. Our Oriana will not be crying in public. That is not. This possible. is the section of our episode where everybody cries while walking no. in the woods. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you see Freya. Like, even though he wasn't reprimanded, looks like a reprimanded puppy, and is like, "I'm sorry for upsetting you. I didn't mean to do it." Uh, Click Clack is going to like kind of wave his arms like he's trying to stop Freya from apologizing. And he's going to like take the edge of the cape that he wears and like kind of dot his face off. And then he's just going to hold his arms up. Oh! Uh, <laughs> uh, Freya, Freya picks him up and puts him on his shoulders. I love that. Uh, Click clack, you get this beautiful view that is only comparable to the time where you were flying weight in concrete. A moment where you see a sight that you can only in this moment 
compare to what your son sees when he rides on your feeling being so tall and seeing so much and being above it all with safety. As you all venture deeper in the forest, heading north, I think, this is where we're going to end our session. Uh, time to go collectively cry. Time to go collectively cry. Uh, <laughs> has been crying I internally know. this whole time because the person in his eyes is walking with them and he's panicking. Internally, <laughs> externally, eternally. Forever. Internally, Encina's tea posing forever. Oriana <laughs> is, is also joining in that, um, mentally. Uh, <laughs> Mental tea pose. But, but I will say this if any of you ever see her cry, she will, except for click clack, she, she will kill you. <laughs> Okay, so instead of oh a group God. cry, can we can we do a group stand in silence and T pose together? Yes, one hundred percent. They're doing this. They are doing this as we do this outro to our episode. Um. <laughs> we fade into the distance. We see I bought seven people standing in a T pose with two people looking concerned. <laughs> <laughs> as our friends journey deeper into the forest of puppet. We will find out next episode what is in store emotionally and what is in store physically for our fated heroes. Derek, where can our friends find all of this? You can find us on almost any podcasting platform. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung, iHeartRadio, um... And some other ones that I don't remember off the top of my head. You can also find us on all social medias. By all, I mean TikTok, Twitter, even though that's falling apart. Um, Instagram. Um, We're going to have to make a thread soon. <laughs> I believe we also have a Hive account. I don't even know what that is. Um, it's like a Twitter remake. Hive is long dead. Um, but... Uh, any new social media that come up that come becomes popular, you'll be able to find us on under queers and spears when we make one. Um, keep an eye out on our Instagram and our TikTok and stuff for announcements of fun things. Um, there is a special God Killer series being worked on at the moment, so keep an eye out so you know when that is going to be released. Um, we have. Our second campaign starting in the fall um, that is going to be so fun. Um, so pay attention to see the dates of the post of the first episode for that. Um, and thank you to my fellow players for being so awesome and, and playing along with us. And thank you, CJ, for being an amazing DM, uh, as always. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Shit. <laughs>